breakfast puppies? This podcast contains adult language and content and is meant for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Glitter Boys. This is the way. I suspect this is going to be a short discussion because it is ultimately inspired by some recent uh, Reddit posts and discussions that I've had with other Palladium fans about various house rules. This one is, uh, I just wanted to take a moment to talk about something that I have found has made my own games so much easier to run in the area of combat management. And it's such a change, such a simple, small change that is almost entirely cosmetic. And that is renaming attacks per melee to action points. So that's the, uh, like the, the hand to hand skills, the, the, the amount of attacks each, each person tends to yeah get from their RCCs. Okay. Because if we go back in the day to older Palladium books, characters had different numbers of attacks than they do now. At some point, uh, again, I'm not a historian here, but at some point I remember people started saying the phrase two for free plus hand to hand. Mm -hmm. And I don't know where that two for free came from because there was so many games that we played where you didn't get two for free. Yeah, Palladium Fantasy has one. <laughs> one. When when we moved into Rifts and your uh, hand-to-hand skill did not give you four, it gave you two or one or something. I don't know when that started. I don't know where that assumption came from. Uh, perhaps somebody who listens has a little bit more information there. Anyway... Ultimately, what it means is that over time, the amount of attacks per melee that characters got, got bigger, which ultimately resulted in the amount of attacks people spent in a single round of combat got bigger, which drags things. Oh, God. So (laughs) I took inspiration from, uh, honestly, it was, I believe, uh, Divinity Original Sin. Uh, or it might have been one of the Fallout games. Anyway, so many video games that are turn-based. No, no, no. Shadowrun Returns, I think, was the one that I was thinking of when I started doing that. Because your actions that you take, such as shooting, reloading, aiming, and so on, all take a number of action points. And you look at your action point pool each round. You see it right in front of you there on the screen, And at the bottom of the screen, you have little boxes of all of your quick keys, but each one has a number of AP that it takes. And some of those aren't attacks. In fact, most of them aren't attacks. They're things like use a healing item, aim, Mm -hmm. go into overwatch, and so on and so on. And I got to thinking that at least with Rift's Ultimate Edition... Again, if you turn to page 361, the page which all of you by now should have bookmarked, 
that table and that little section where it talks about uh, aim shots and called shots, that right there is built into the system of method for spending your action points like a video game. So I have both of these open and I just wanted to go and look at the creep you were just talking about. So butts edition, hand to hand basic. Two attacks per melee, plus two to pull, roll with punch, fall or impact. Ultimate edition, hand to hand basic. Four attacks per melee round, plus two to pull punch, roll with punch, fall or impact. It's literally a double. Yep. Expert starts with four. Expert in uh, butts starts with two. Martial arts, two and four. Hand to hand, two and four. Like it. I, I don't know, but there is an interesting change here in uh, Ultimate Edition is it says actions. Starts with four attacks slash actions. This is the Ultimate? In the Ultimate yeah. Edition, yeah. So what you did, if I recall, was to make carrying over happen and to make holding and to make all kinds of different things apply to what an attack was. Yeah. So the way that I implemented it now, the way I describe it to people is all you got to do is rename attacks to action points, change nothing else, just change the name. That's it. Because so many things in the system are like, uses an attack, uses an attack, but a player doesn't think like that. A player looks at it and goes, okay, well, uh, I have eight attacks per melee and this one's my most powerful attack. That means I'm going to spam that eight times. That's how it ends up being. But if it's Mm -hmm. presented in a way as these are your action points, you need to hold some of your action points for defense. You can also spend your action points to make your shots count and so on and so on. It's just 100% a matter of (laughs) perception. (laughs) Oh, I see what you did there. (laughs) So... What would be your mechanic for the the rare always dodge? What, the, oh, automatic dodge? Automatic I mean, dodge. Yeah, that's its me. own mechanic. It doesn't even require action points. Okay. But but a normal dodge would, would you say? Yeah. A normal dodge, one action point. Mm-hmm. So what, what, what would you propose as an action point? Let's say uh, I'm there and I'm standing against... Mm-hmm. Uh, squint-eyed Willie, the gunslinger, and I am in the New West. And, uh, well, we're, we're standing in the street. Uh, we're both loaded, and we're going to draw. Okay. So it's my, it's my thing. I draw. Is that an action? Depends. Mm-hmm. If you don't have your weapon drawn and you don't have a quick draw ability, then yes, that's an action point. One action point to okay. draw. Okay, bam. That's knocked off the screen. Cool. You hit right. one to draw a weapon. <laughs> okay. Now, I am a bad shot. I don't have great skills. So I begin to walk forward while pulling the trigger. Walking forward is no penalty because Palladium doesn't make you spend actions to to move. move. Right. But if you do move at a certain speed, it provides penalties to other actions that you take. Thank God Squint-Eyed Willie fumbled his pistol because I am a terrible shot. I continue to walk forward. Sadly, this is the Old West. I have a revolver. Mm -hmm. I have missed him with all six of my shots. I continue to walk forward, but now I have to reload. Well, reloading is an action. Okay. 
However, some guns have their own reloading rules. So uh, reloading a revolver, it's been a while. I know that in some games, reloading, re- reloading a revolver takes like one action per bullet that you split in. Oh, that's a bit much. <laughs> but, uh, but you know what? You just said something there. You know, hmm. buddy, you kept missing that guy. Next Good. turn, might I show you that you can spin one of those actions to aim a shot? And you know what? Well, you don't want him to shoot you. Why don't you spend another action to shoot that gun out of his hand? Mm-hmm. But what what if he gets it together and shoots me? Like, maybe I could lean to the side or something. Yeah, well, hold one or more of your points aside so you can dodge that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like this because it becomes... It, once again, if you've just listened to, and I don't know the release order in this, but if you do listen to our perception one, it becomes less of crunchy, crunchy number, number to telling the story back and forth. And I, I honestly, I like that. I like that a lot better. Yeah, And it's entirely, it's not even a house rule so much as it, it's just, I renamed a mechanic. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, because you used to be able, well... Okay, here's the thing. Did reloading used to take uh, an attack? I'm, it's always taken one from my understanding. Okay. So it literally is just re, a rename. It could. Yes. I caveat by saying that is the way that I've run games for many years. And as we've said before, <laughs> Palladium is one of those systems that you probably learn from someone else who learned from someone mm-hmm. else who learned from someone else who learned from Kevin or Eric. <laughs> so i may be doing it wrong but i've always understood that reloading a pistol or reloading a weapon is an action an attack mm. as they call it you know i want to speak to that really fast because we've been kidding around that for a while but the honest truth is is that once you see how palladium is run it is incredibly simple it is very intuitive i i swear to god if they just organized it better this this would be this would be kicking at wizards of the coast again. Like it, like it was. Yeah. I mean, this, cause it is, it is such a better freaking system. I honestly, I agree with you. And just looking at the, the skeleton, the skeleton is better mm-hmm. in my opinion. There's a lot in the presentation that is in need of attention. Yeah. But the skeleton there, I think, is a better foundation than the D20 system. And it's ultimately, it is also a D20 system, but it's D20 plus a number versus a thing. If you understand Dungeons & Dragons, then you can understand Palladium. Yeah. Unfortunately, it tends to be the kind of game that you have to be taught by somebody who already knows how to play. Because the rules are not presented in a way that are easy to learn. Although... I would argue somehow Nightbane pulls it off. I would like to yeah. once again refer to that as their perfect game. <laughs> would you say it was a complete role playing game? It is a complete role playing <laughs> game. Yeah. I I would like to go further and say that not only is Palladium capable it, it, with a reorganization just to to put it forward to new players of chasing wizards of the coast in a very direct manner of chasing D down it is also capable of giving 
every last little bit from kids on bikes to chaosium to to the cthulhu mythos games it can do every independent game from BattleTech, and I'm not talking the the wargaming aspect, though mm-hmm. I, I would like to talk to someone one day about doing a Rifts war game. Um, it, it can literally do everything any game can do, and it does it with a system that is is just it's it's better. It's better for storytelling, and I just I I, I love it so I, I truly do. Yeah, we. And I would hope that, dear listener, our love is infectious, tangible, yeah. maybe a little greasy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. I spend a lot of time talking with people in in my job, um, yeah. just in, in a one on one basis, and you know, filling up meaningless moments with you know something. And a lot of times, I will talk about uh, games, and they'll they'll talk about you know what they're playing, and you know. We'll find something because most people have played a game once in their life, like somewhere. Oh yeah. My older brother introduced yeah. me to that or my uncle got that at a party one time. Yeah. Do you know that everyone above the age of 30 remembers riffs? Like everyone. <laughs> it's so crazy to me. Like everyone who has ever played a game remembers riffs. And I always, I always take great pleasure in reminding them, you know, it's still going. Oh, and those books you have squirreled away? Yeah, you don't have to buy new ones. They, they still like work. it's not outdated. That's yeah. the beauty of it. How many times have you bought D and D? Just curious. I mean, like I've, <laughs> I've been like Palladium's little devil's advocate out there in the real, real world. Ah, oh, man, there are still people to this day that him and haw and stew over the fact that the Rifts Ultimate Edition exists. Oh, uh, you know, and I, I almost get it. It it did need, but you don't need it to play it. You can yeah. play it with butts. You still can. <laughs> you can play it with butts, folks. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think we just found our next T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it was a previous one when we were talking about the reviews and reading them online. And I wrote down one of the phrases there that I want to get put into a tagline is the old ones have spoken. So we got to change it. We got to get a t-shirt on the front. It says the old ones have spoken on the back. It says you can play it with butts. (laughs) (laughs) Which brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much. No, 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 no. We got, we got more to talk about. Okay. The you're, you're on something here and the, the simplicity of the am. system. What? I normally am. It's why you keep me around. I'm terrible at details, but I'm great at big picture. Yeah, the simplicity of the system is is something that I have a real hard time explaining to people, especially people, of course, that have already made up their mind. But yeah. I attest, I stand by my belief that the Palladium rule system is simple. It is not crunchy because to me, the word crunchy is rooted in the phrase number crunching. Mm-hmm. Crunchy implies something like hero system or girls yeah. or role master. Whereas with palladium, you only ever have to do simple addition and subtraction. 
That's yeah. it. Well, okay. Occasionally you have to multiply your damage by 10 or 100. But if you can't multiply your damage by 10 or 100, I'm sorry. Yeah, if you can't add if a you zero. think that's crunchy, <laughs> <laughs> we got problems. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I here's the thing is is that it's it's it all comes back to the organization. It just it it you don't need to change anything. You just need to put it in order. This is how you roll a character. This is how you play. This is what you can play. This is what's going on in the world. Index or monsters equipment index. Yeah. Well, actually, you, you should put the equipment after character gen. But yeah. Well, yeah. There again, and ooh, that's a. That's another heated source of debate of the proper structure and order of presentation of items in a role-playing game. I've been facing that on my own. Okay, what we're, we're 17 minutes in here. This is now candid episode number 100 or whatever. <laughs> I've, I have published role-playing games, and I am still struggling with completing the publication of my third game, which is way late. I kickstarted it. It's late as fuck. It's complete. I just haven't got the pieces put together for it yet. That is art, editing, and so on. Anyway, one of the things that people often talk about is the idea that uh, a role-playing game should be structured in a certain way. Like, you have to put the character creation at the beginning, and then you have to put the gear section after the character creation, and then you have to do this, and then you have to do that. But then... There are examples of games out there that do it differently. There are games mm -hmm. out there, and the biggest one that comes to mind is Burning Wheel. Say whatever you will about Burning Wheel and its creator, and God bless you, Matthew, you have no idea what I'm talking about. I don't. <laughs> Burning Wheel presents everything in a structure that the author decided was crucial for you to understand the concepts of the game if you were to read it from cover to cover. It is not presented as a reference manual. It is put forth as a, this is how to learn how to play the game. And I love that. It's mm -hmm. rare, but it happens. So that's something I've been struggling with, with reorganizing the section of my game. Palladium, unfortunately, just throws it all out. <laughs> It's like I said, it, it never has suffered from a lack of good rules, good, am a, amazing imagination. Just the sheer scope of what they tried to do is yeah. so far beyond what anyone else tries to do. That, that has never been. It has literally just been editing. This goes here. This goes here. This, uh, when you're looking up this, you'll probably need this. So let's put them nearby. Carrying the candid conversation a little bit forward. Uh, and dear listener, you might want to skip this part if you're tired of this conversation in the real world. <laughs> Matthew, have you paid attention to the OGL hullabaloo? Oh, yeah. What? You mean Wizards of the Coast is doing this again? Oh, no. So this episode may or may not age well. We are, <laughs> it is going to be released three, if not four weeks after the point that we are recording it because of the way that we record our episodes. So some of this might not be evergreen, but... Which I suppose is about five days since they issued the, oh, no, we're not doing that. We'd never do that. We value our creators. Uh, or basically the exact same form letter that GW put out last yeah. year. So 
rather than completely date ourselves mm-hmm. <laughs> with discussions that have already been had now four or five weeks ago, I want to use that as the springboard for talking about how it could benefit Palladium if they were to take this as inspiration to do what you and I and our listeners and so many other people on their discussion forums and fans have been wanting for so long, which is to publish a system reference document that combines mm-hmm. everything into a quickly referenceable core mechanical system. Yeah. So are, are, are you talking just like a master index? Okay, so one of the things that made Dungeons & Dragons 3rd Edition so revolutionary to the industry was that mm-hmm. they published an SRD. They published the rules for free, online, hypertext mm-hmm. format, HTML, website, anyone can go to it and reference the rules right there. You didn't have to actually buy the game to get the rules. Okay. And that right there is why there are so many goddamn D&D clones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of games that have done that since. They, they may have been the first, but like uh, Warhammer does that. I think Battle... Well, those aren't really, but yeah, still, I mean, there, there are other games that put the, the rules out there for free. Pathfinder does it. Um, now the 2D20 system from Modiphius does it. And wait, there's a- wait, wait, wait. Are you telling me Pathfinder does something that D&D does? But better? Yeah. <laughs> Fancy, <so> that. <laughs> Fancy that. Fancy so that. I, I, I never. <laughs> anyway. I'm sorry, you said something about a 2D20. <laughs> 2d20 system they do like conan and star trek and other stuff mm-hmm. and they have an srd out there these are rules online for free linked indexed you can click on the things that take it to page references mm-hmm. and they're out there for people who want to use those rules in their games but you know what else they serve as and this Don't. is this is the crucial point for me and then where i'm getting at with palladium they serve as a point of reference and final decision. Yes, Mm -hmm. this rule functions this way. No, you can't do this. But yes. It's like all his introductions. But no. uh, Like errata statements. Like a completely canon, only Mm. the mechanics, please, skeleton of the system. Okay, what what do you think would go in this? Like, combat system. Uh, what do you mean, combat system? How to uh, do skills? Okay, and uh, uh, perception probably. Oh. Saving throws. How, how to do saving throws? <laughs> the standards of saving throws, mm-hmm. the standards of character creation. But the character creation system needs to be rewritten so that it incorporates the concept of non-human characters. Unfortunately, yeah. the core character creation system of every goddamn Palladium system ever assumes. That you're playing a human. That it just does. And sometimes people yeah. have a difficult time adapting the races and RCCs that they have released to that system. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do think that that is not to go tangent of a tangent of a tangent. But I, I think it's, it's odd that being a thinking sentient being is also your trade. 
Like if you're non-human. Yeah. The, the RCC versus OCC and the inability to do, you know, both. Oh my God. Yeah. That's the confusion behind the classification of those terms is again, that's another epic argument similar to perception of Stay what tuned is, for next week folks yeah. <laughs> oh god i'm not touching that one for a long time <laughs> we'll get so much hate mail <laughs> you know mail is mail is mail <laughs> yeah the i want to see an srd though like i want to see them take the system i just want or or what some people refer to as the system bible you know yeah the the source of truth yeah the, the the point of reference you can point to. Yep. Believe it or not, was something that has been doing that since the 80s. No, excuse me, the early 90s is Hackmaster. Kenzer has the, the, the master documents from uh, Jolly R. Blackburn, the people who bring you Knights to the Dinner Table. Do they publish those? You can if you are a GM. Oh. Like they, they actually have these like, this is the secret knowledge from beyond the realms of men. And if you are a licensed member in good standing, which I believe is $5 a year, uh, you get access to that document. You know, that's that's a good way to do it. Five bucks a year. I, that was back then. I don't know. I don't oh. know. I, it's probably public knowledge yeah. now. But I mean, it, they they used to have that. They used to have like this whole arbitration system. Like it was it was, it was a whole cool thing. All right. I am not yet convinced that anybody from palladium still listens to this and if, if if you do if if you are a palladium person and you listen to this please send me a message online with the words ba weep grana weep mini bomb <laughs> and bomb. that will mini bomb <laughs> that will it's mini bomb that will confirm <laughs> that you listen to this mm. if if you do if you have Kevin's ear, or if you are Kevin, please just put out an SRD and let people publish stuff. Let people put games out that link back to your game because it will only benefit you in the long run. And we would love, we would love this game to like. We think you're going in a very good direction with some of these new changes you're making. Yeah. But this is this is part of of joining that future, and we we want we want to see this continue. Yeah. And, I, I think I think you do too, because you know my shelves are bowed with the amount of, <laughs> of books you've put out. So I, I think you're kind of taking it seriously. <laughs> you know? All right, I have a five by five IKEA Expedite cubby shelf. You know the square cubbies, yeah. perfect size to put most board games. Anyway, I got a five by five. One two three four five. One two three. Four. Yes, five mm-hmm. by five. The thing is almost as tall as I am. No, it's taller than I am. It is amazing. I have five full cubbies dedicated to Palladium. And now, just this week, I have opened up a sixth for my overflow and my additional rifters. Yeah. I... I have found the filing system to be very interesting. We should even talk about that one of these days. How do you file your Palladium? <laughs> like, it's, it's core, right? It's like core. Yeah. Like, do you start at Rifts? Like, which version? Dimension or World Books next? I mean, really? Or do you, does the conversion book slide in there? I mean, these are the real yeah. questions that people want. 
know. This is I, I I was just about to go on a diatribe about this, and we should save that for another episode. Yeah. Okay. You know, I, how how to organize your Palladium book? <laughs> We're fans. Well, I mean, on, honestly, the thing is, is that it, it goes by system, right? I mean, it's because you have your heroes, you have your Teenage Mutant yeah. Ninja Turtles, you have your Palladium Fantasy. So all of yeah, I mean, if you've got all of fantasy, so another it's going to take up more than one shelf of IKEA. Yeah, I know this for yeah. a fact. Yeah, I just I here's the thing: at a certain point in Palladium, you start measuring your your stack in in feet or yards, mm-hmm. uh, not by not by shelves. And it sounds like you said it was a five by five, and it's taller than you. Which, assuming it's a square five by five, means it's at least six feet wide. So you have roughly six feet of books. <laughs> more <laughs> yeah so you're you're closing in on your height in palladium yeah no i'm i'm over my height yeah yeah of uh, just stacked it's a good feeling it's, it's a good, good feeling yeah, yeah. It, it, now, if unless only you're it was moving. organized so <laughs> yeah <laughs> when you're moving it's not a good feeling <laughs> uh. yeah all so right. um you you spoke brief no wait 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 you spoke briefly of a of a third book you're working on why don't yeah. you pip yourself for a moment like I I have Cannibal Contagion mm-hmm. I have Moto Bushido what's 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 this project is this something you're ready to talk about or yeah no I back fuck 2016 oh dear God 2016 I I ran a Kickstarter for the uh mechanical successor to moto bushido mm-hmm. and this game was called gatai bushido it is the mechanics of moto bushido but re or retooled for voltron and the power rangers oh. specifically yeah. for color-coded battle pilots who can kick ass <laughs> but then also drive big robots and then those mm-hmm. robots can then combine into a bigger robot. So that's the game. I love it. Yeah. Now, I... Okay, if you want me to pit myself, this is... Uh, if anybody out there has seen an anime called Gunbuster, mm-hmm. Gunbuster is the anime that Gynax made before they did Evangelion, and in my opinion, is superior. Gunbuster is really awesome. This game is my love letter to Gunbuster and Voltron. I like it. And how would people find this and how can they help support this? And what what's 2016, you say? How's it was wh- supposed to be published in 2018? Things mm. happened, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh life happened, and then 2020 happened. And then therapy happened, and then medication happened. And now, <laughs> now I say, big old smile on my face, that the game is written. It's it's out there. It needs people to play it. It is on GitHub. I will link it in the show notes. So anybody, mm-hmm. if they want, can read and play the game. Awesome. In fact, tomorrow... Fucking tomorrow, I'm starting my first new campaign of it in like three years. Oh, cool. Yeah. You got some good play testers? Yeah. Excellent. Very nice. What were we talking about again? You what know, was this? I think we were talking about Alice's breast. No, wait, that was the last episode. <laughs> uh, we were talking about 
attacks per melee and renaming them. Right. Yeah. Right. We got so 32 minutes out of that. That was a deep subject. Yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, we got seven minutes out of that. And then we went <laughs> everywhere else. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Well, do you have anything else to say on attacks per melee? I don't. Okay. I do. <laughs> I like... I like the concept of of no free rides and no free lunch. I like that people, and they are the same people we were complaining about in our last episode, will attempt to stack on a whole bunch of free things. And I like that attacks being one of the, the most common ways of finding out how much you get to do during you know a round. I, I like that that is translated to action points. The question I have is, and I don't think we got to this at the beginning. If you are playing an OCC that has, say, five attacks uh, with whatever hand-to-hand you have, and also has a mechanism that allows you your evasions, your dodges, not the, not the infinite version, but just a little more. How would you do that? Would you add just more action points to the pool and allow them to spend them that way? Or do you, do you want to keep that kind of thing with a, like a separate action point? Well, because action point is like a real broad thing. And if they're used for that and the OCC has that as a, as a, a part of it, how do you reconcile it's, that? This is literally no change whatsoever to palladium mechanics. It is simply a copy, cut and paste of the word attack (laughs) with action. That's it. So it would be handled however Palladium normally handles it. Like if anything that references one of your attacks would instead Mm -hmm. spin one of your action points. That's it. There's there's no change. Like this mechanic that we have talked about now for 35 straight minutes. I'm glad we got some meat out of this topic. It's just <laughs> a copy and paste or, or a, a, a search and replace mm-hmm. of one word for another one. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. This is deep. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very deep cut. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to us babble. We will be babbling at you next week on a variety of other topics, which we guarantee we will stick to like glue. Oh, absolutely. And if you find that our words have uh, inspired you to write to us, then do so. And thank you. Yeah, you can find us at uh, on, on Discord. We're Breakfast Puppies. And uh, The Glitter Boys is one of the many shows under the Breakfast Puppies umbrella. We also do, uh, what do you have going on? Hammer crawl. Hammer crawl hasn't happened for a while. I've left it open. I want to do it mm-hmm. again. Just got to get a good team. Yeah. There's bikers, dice, bikers and bars. dice, and bars then. Yeah. Yeah. That's still going. Yep. Okay. Whenever we can do it, you know, we're a bunch of adults, busy schedules. Yeah. Well, thank you, bold and brave listener. We've, I feel like we've come on a journey on this one and we'd like to thank you for staying till the bitter ridiculous end and uh, we hope to see you next time these are some of my favorite episodes the ones where we just ramble on and on about whatever you know someone's going to look at this episode and they're going to see attacks per melee 40 minutes these guys got a lot to say about attacks per melee (laughs) 
Yep. That, that's, that's what's going to happen. Thanks for listening, <laughs> folks. Catch you next time. Starships, magic, mystic martial arts, romance. All of these can be found in A Cloak of Blades by Isaac Sher. You might have heard my name before. I've done a lot of voiceover work for Breakfast Puppies. And I've recently released my first novel. It's available on Amazon as an ebook and paperback. And you can get it for free if you have a Kindle Unlimited subscription. I do hope you'll support my work as you're supporting Breakfast Puppies. And it's been a pleasure talking with you today. Have a good one. You've been listening to The Glitter Boys, a Palladium Books fan podcast. Glitter Boys, Rifts, the Megaverse, and all other such topics are the property of Kevin Sambita and Palladium Books. Please buy all their stuff and help keep them in print and making more games. You can order directly at palladiumbooks.com, and their entire catalog is available digitally at DriveThruRPG as well. Our opening music is 8-Bit Bass and Lead by Furby Guy from freesound.org. This closing music is Caravana by Philip Gross, available at freemusicarchive.org. All sound effects used are self-made or acquired via Creative Commons Zero License. If you like what you have heard, find us on Twitter and Facebook as The Glitter Boys. That's B-O-I-S. And check us out online at breakfastpuppies.com slash glitterboys. And also join us on the Breakfast Puppies Network Discord at breakfastpuppies.com slash discord. And if you want to help us out, please spread the word and help us build a community. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time.